SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio on this Thursday, November 10th. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Ah, the Vegas gods come through with an early Christmas present. Uh, time to utter those five dastardly words again. MLB says, set me free. A giant contract coming to San Francisco. Commanders or criminals? New York versus New York. You make the call. We get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, opposite picks on the fastest hour here on Sports Grid Radio. Ah, what's going on, LLs, loyal listeners? How are you on this Thursday? Another beautiful day, beautiful temperature-wise, sunny skies, not a cloud in the sky. Oh, if they can picture this and just wrap this up and use this over the next three months, our electric bills would be nice and slow, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, Kevin Durant there on uh, Nick fans and everything else. There, there's no rivalry, Kevin. You're living in a dream world. I live here in New York. Nobody cares about the Brooklyn Nets. They can win five championships. There is no rivalry. There, there really isn't. Play. I said this yesterday, last night. On uh, and play sports tonight. Fans, they don't even know the Brooklyn Nets exist. They really don't. But the players themselves do, which is why seemingly every single Brooklyn Nets-New York Knicks game goes under, as it did again last night. So the players actually get into it. They actually play defense and everything. But there's no... There's rivalry Jets-Giants, there's rivalry Yankees-Mets, there's rivalry Islanders-Rangers, there's rivalries between the Devils and Rangers. Not so much between the Islanders and Devils, but as far as the Knicks and the Nets are concerned, nah. There was a rivalry when it was New Jersey Nets and New York Knicks, but now that the uh, Nick, uh, now the Nets have moved to Brooklyn, that's, that's like in the middle of Siberia. And, and, and nobody, it just, Brooklyn's, Brooklynites might care. Although you can't even sell out a Brooklyn Nets game these days, which for the NBA is unheard of. I mean, you got 5 billion people literally living in Brooklyn, and you can't sell out a 15,000-seat arena. It's a joke. So, uh, yeah, you live in a wonder world of uh, you have a rivalry, but no, it's, it's not there, sad to say. And then now Altitude Sports there with the call as Denver beats uh, the Indiana Pacers last night in overtime, despite the joker. But these NBA players are bozos. Uh, I tell you, you want Ajita? Either talk to the wife or watch the end of NBA play uh, NBA games. I mean, it's, it's just mind-boggling how stupid. The, the, the lack of basketball presence some of these guys, and I'm talking about good players have, is just, <laughs> just amazing. Right, Denver last night, case in point, the Joker. Right, one of the best offensive players in the NBA, clearly, right? Back-to-back MVPs. So they're up two. They had the ball. They were up four, but uh, they you know, gave up an oh-by-the-way shot. So the inbound of the basketball, 10 seconds left. Joker has it. He's running around. No one's fouling him. He, he's basically by himself. Somebody is chasing him, but, but not really. So with seven, six seconds clock winding down, 
you know, what would the normal basketball high school player do? Grade school, grammar school, kindergarten basketball player would do? He would dribble around and let the clock run out and you win by two, right? Isn't that the way to go? What does the Joker do? He decides he's got to go in for a layup. A lay what are you doing? The, the, the game is, is won by what, what the clock. The competition right now is the clock, not the Indiana Pacers. He botches the layup. They're up three, actually. He botches the layup. Pacers get the ball, and they have a chance to tie. The guy misses a wide-open three, in which the Joker is running after him. You know how the guy jumps in the air and a defender will run after him? He's doing that. Now, normally no big deal, but in the final seconds, you know how many times I've seen officials call fouls in those spots? If they would have called a foul against the Joker after he inexplicably goes for a layup, which he missed badly, and then fouled the guy out of three. I mean, bozos, bozos. Uh, game management, somewhere along the line, game management completely disappeared from NFL head coaches, college football coaches. I mean, it's just NBA players. Memphis, same thing. They got a comfortable like five point lead in a five, like literally twenty seconds. They're gonna win Hartford game. Then they got Desmond Bain throwing a ball around, just throwing it away. It's just just like wow. These NBA teams can't close out games. It, it is amazing. It, it really is. So you want to watch the end of NBA games? But uh, they ended up coming through. You know who also came through? The Vegas gods came through for us last night. Ah, uh, yes. And time to utter those five dastardly words that everybody hates to say, but eventually has to say, Wetzel was right again. Damn. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know, I don't believe it. I, I, I just I, I just don't believe it. I hate to call somebody a liar without knowing, but there's a fine line between saying you just don't believe it and calling him a liar. I mean, I guess that's what you're doing, but, uh, you know, when I call him a liar, that means I know definitively you're lying. Uh, when you say you don't believe it, you know, you're, you're going to leave the door open to, he might be telling the truth, but I, I, just, I need more proof. Uh, first one was Todd Bowles on Geno Smith. I forgot that's right. Uh, Bowles was uh, the head coach with the Jets uh, when Geno was there, uh, at least part of the time. So they, they hook up. Uh, if you don't think, you know, that that's a great betting angle for Saturday or for Sunday morning's game. Don't forget that's over in Germany. Uh, if you don't think Geno Smith doesn't have a huge, and I mean humongous, chip on his shoulder this weekend. He gets to face his former Jets head coach, who he believes never really gave him a shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's enough for me to bet Seattle. It really is. And I know what you're thinking. Um, Tom Brady versus uh, Geno Smith. What, are you kidding me? You know what? Those, those days of comparisons, and this is not going to happen, this will never happen with Brady and the Bucks are long gone. Yeah, I like Seattle plus the points. And then the last one, Jeff Saturday, current head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Emphasis current. Emphasis also on interim 
That's the other thing. You know, he's holding these press conferences and he's talking about how he loved these guys and he did all this research and he cares about this guy, he cares about that guy, and I'm not doing this just to kind of fool around and blah, 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 blah. Hey, hold, hold, take, take it easy there, Jeff. You're an interim, all right? I mean, you're going to be more than likely gone at the end of the year because I don't think you're going to win more than two or three football games. If you still have to start Sam Ellinger as quarterback, you're not winning more than two or three football games. So, uh, unless you're buying into this thing and Lef Ursay buys into you, you will more than likely be gone at the end of the year. So nice for you to take this thing seriously. But And then as far as not speaking about the job to Ursay, I just, I just don't believe it. Maybe not uh, on that particular phone call, but you were a consultant with the team. So firing a head coach doesn't happen overnight. You're going to sit there and tell me with a straight face and you've had no head coaching experience, so I don't think you had any thoughts about being a head coach, that you as a consultant, you as the owner's best buddy, you were never even consulted on should we fire Frank Right? Not that you should get the job, but what what do you think about Frank? And do you think you know we're going in the right direction? It's been four years and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you as a consultant, what do you think? Should we let him go? I I just I find that hard to believe a consultant was never consulted on whether the head coach should be fired or not. I just I, I find that hard to believe. So um, and that is as I pointed out the other day the sixty four thousand dollar question that reporters needed to ask him, uh, and that is you know since you were a consultant on the team did you consult Frank getting fired and now all of a sudden you have his job that's that's a little weird, uh, isn't it? So. Very strange. Very strange there. That's a tough game to bet. Colts with the uh, coaches fired system, which is one of our all-time favorites, or the Las Vegas Raiders. How could you put American money on the Las Vegas Raiders? Maybe the Colts rally around the troops and and it's us against the world and everybody's making fun of us and this and that. So uh, I'm leaning towards the Colts and I probably will do the Colts just because of the coaches fired system. But that rah-rah stuff that he's coming with, that, that'll last a week or two. But by week three, after they're 0-2 under Frank Reich or under, under Jeff Saturday, that, that rah-rah stuff will probably uh, come to an end. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, first up from last night. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, we'll get to LeBron and the uh, I told you so. How about good old Brent Burns? Who's he, you ask? Well, he's a Carolina Panther. And uh, we had a bunch of shot on goal props last night that we uh, put up in parlays in our uh, in-place sports tonight. And two of them, not just one, but two of them had Burns as part of the parlay. One, a two-shotter, which won. And then there was another three-shot parlay that paid plus 645. We had Barkov for Florida, Natchez for Carolina, Ajo for Carolina, and Burns. So we had Barkov, we had Natchez, we had Ajo. Burns, we checked, you know, we're following it. He was the last one. And uh, as soon as the game ended, I checked the box score just before we were going off the air. I said, let me check one more time. You never know. And there Burns sat with two shots on goal. And I said, ah, all right. Well, we won the two shot on goal, you know, but that's only going to cover the loss we had for the three shot on goal because that would pay even money, basically. So it is what it is. We got three out of the four. We came up one short with Burns. So we were lamenting, you know, Burns only having uh, two shots. And the guy averages four. It's like, I can't believe this is the one game he has only two. Not only, forget about four, like he averages, not even three. So it is what it is. You play with the boys in Vegas, you get burned, pardon the pun. 
So about a half hour or so later, I'm doing a couple things, get a bite to eat after the show, unwinding, watching the end of uh, Monmouth and uh, Seton Hall College basketball. Don't ask why, but I was. And uh, I go back to my FanDuel, and I see they rule that a winner. And I'm like, oh, they must have made a mistake. How about that? Uh, I said, you know what? They'll just correct it. Sometimes they do that. They, generally, they have two people looking at these things. And if they rule it a winner one time or even a loss one time, they'll rule it a winner by the next morning. Someone will go through there again. So I say, you know, let me just check the box score. Maybe I made a mistake. I mean, I really don't think so because I, I know I saw two. Lo and behold, I go to the box score. Brent Burns, three shots on gold. Cha-ching, cha-ching. So when I checked that the game had just ended, maybe, you know, they had to, you know, change things a little bit. Maybe it wasn't completely updated. Maybe they had to go to review. Maybe they just completely changed the shot on goal as the shot missed was shot on goal. I don't know. All I know is, uh, you know, two minutes ago he had none, and then a half hour later he had three, and the game had already ended. So he ends up with three, and we hit our three-shot parlay, six and a half to one. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Every once in a while you get that. Shots on goals in particular. We had one last week where we had a winner, and they took it away, which stunk. So they they owed us one anyway. So uh, very nice last night if you were listening to us on the show. And we ruled out a loser. That was a winner after all. How about that? Very nice. Nice getting those gifts every once in a while. It's just nice getting those gifts every once in a while. Ah, yeah, it's time to honor the five dastardly words that uh, everybody hates to say but eventually has to. Sometimes it takes an hour. Sometimes it takes a day. Sometimes it takes a week, a month, a year. I've had decades with Phillip Rivers being an awful quarterback. Uh, we, we, we've gone a couple of decades Yes, but ultimately, we all have to say it. Wetzel was right again. Damn. What did I tell you? As a matter of fact, I think I told you yesterday. I said somewhere along the line, LeBron James is going to give up on this season. and He's going to get injured again. And that's going to be the end of LeBron. What happens last night, fourth quarter, Lakers getting their ass kicked. LeBron injures his hamstring or his groin. You know, an injury that you really can't see. It's not like a swollen wrist or a swollen ankle. It's it's a groin injury. Did not return. How about that? Limping off the court with five minutes left, grabbing his uh, groin area. Yeah, sure. Groin my ass. He's done. He, he quit on the team last year, the last month of the regular season. And this year he figured, you know what? I might as well quit now because I got a bunch of losers on my team. Anthony Davis, boy. You, he went from a potential superstar, absolute, like maybe Hall of Fame player, to just a guy collecting a paycheck. I mean, amazing how he is just lazy. 16 shots last night. This after your big guy leaves the game. I told you so about LeBron. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Damn. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hi, welcome. <coughs> Excuse me. Welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. 
Uh, Steve Wilkes, head coach of Carolina, on stopping the run against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And then uh, defensive tackle Grady Jarrett of the Falcons on playing the Carolina Panthers. That is our Thursday night game of the week. Atlanta at Carolina. Yikes. That's... That is going to be a tough one. That that is, uh, you know, you may say, well, man, you just can't bet that game. I say just the opposite. I say, how can't you bet that game? How, how, how are you going to watch that game without having American money on it, right? I, I mean, holy crow. You got to have some rooting interest. Now, I like the Falcons in that I have their over, so I do have a little bit of a dog in the fight anyway, but I've almost written that down as a winner since they have four wins. Uh, but I do have a little bit of a dog in a fight. But otherwise, they don't bring a whole heck of a lot to the table. Uh, you know, Marcus Mariota and that Falcon offense, uh, you know, versus Carolina, who shows you how bad Carolina is. They're getting two and a half at home on a Thursday night against Atlanta. Tough. Uh, number one rule I generally have is don't lay wood on the road on a Thursday night, right? That That's road favorites Thursday. Very difficult. Very, very difficult. Especially when you have even, you know, if you got Buffalo versus Carolina, I get it. But when you have two evenly matched clubs as this is, Atlanta might be a little bit better. But ooh, that's a tough one. You, you got to put something on it. But uh, I'll, and I'll let you know where we're going to go opposite picks. But that that is a uh, that, that's really just kind of almost a flip a coin one. It, it really is. How about the Rams yesterday announcing that quarterback Matthew Stafford is in concussion protocol? Wow. I don't, uh, you know, remember him taking any kind of serious shots, but I get, uh, I guess his head bounced uh, literally off the turf uh, one too many times. Now you got his wife involved, you know, sending out tweets, you know, you know, criticizing and ripping the NFL for uh, not having, uh, you know, grass on all these fields. Um, listen, don't blame the NFL. Blame the owner of the Rams. You know, the the NFL didn't build that stadium. Go go blame the Rams owner, Cronky. You're right there in his backyard. What are you ripping the NFL for? So, but he's in concussion protocol. I doubt very much that would get cleared up in time for Sunday's game against Arizona. So, John Wolford is your starting quarterback, apparently, for the L.A. Rams. How about that? And uh, how about uh, how about the four-letter network? Eh, anytime we can rip on them, you know, we're going to jump at that opportunity. Seems to me that the four-letter network last week was telling us about how the Brooklyn Nets were going to be having uh, Ime Odoka as their new head coach. All but done, they said. All but done. They're just waiting on some, uh, you know, some ink to dry and some paperwork, and it, it's done. That's are gonna. And the whole world was like, no, it can't be, can't be. They can't be that stupid, right? I mean, they they can't go for the pot to the frying pan here. You know, they're getting rid of Kyrie Irving, or they're dealing with anyway Kyrie Irving. There's no way in the world. They would go from a Kyrie situation to Odoke, right? I mean, there, there, there's just no way. But the four-letter network, you know, they know all. They kept on telling us it's a done deal, done deal, done deal. Okay, you know, Lord knows they're in the back pockets of all the NBA players and owners and agents, so they must know. And lo and behold, yesterday, uh, it's it's uh, Jock Vaughn, head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, not Umi Odoka. And, and then you go and you ask, you know, well, what happened? And they're like, well, the, the, uh, the you know, you, you watch uh, the Wojciechowski dude. Uh, you know, the guy that likes to get on uh, Twitter wars with people. Uh, I, I uh, well, the, the Nets weren't comfortable with uh, all the stuff going around him. Oh, uh, you, you think? Duh. Really? Thanks for that insight. They finally found out that Odoka is no longer the Celtic head coach because he couldn't keep his pecker in his pants without getting in trouble. Really? If they did a little research and they found that out, wow, shocking. 
Obviously, they couldn't deal with all the pressure and all the nonsense surrounding this dude. That's why the, the whole notion of him becoming head coach of the Nets was a farce. Bozos. I, I love these guys. They, 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 you know, they're told to yeah, come up with 30 seconds of material. And the 30 seconds of material is uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Nets, uh, they, uh, they, 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 th- they thought uh, that, that it could happen, but uh, they, uh, they decided that uh, uh, too much pressure. Okay, thanks there. Great for that insight. Appreciate it. Go get another Twitter war fight, as we all do. But uh, Justin Verlander opted out of his contract. No surprise there. He's got one year left. You got some big names. Big names on the open market, Major League Baseball. This is good. I said this last week about the World Series. More people are interested in figuring out where Aaron Judge and Verlander and DeGrom, Correa, Xander Bogarts are all going to land up than actually who's winning the World Series. And those are just some of the names. You know, money that's going to be dealt out this year. Boy, it is real. I am real curious to see how much these guys get and where they end up going. You know, where is Aaron Judge? San Francisco's GM said that uh, uh, money is basically no object, that they're willing to take on a big-time salary. Whether that's Judge, whether that's DeGrom, whether that's Verlander, one of the others, who knows? But uh, they clearly will be players. Very interesting. Uh, Money is going to be spent this offseason in Major League Baseball. It's really, it's going to come down to, and, and Two of the biggest spenders over the years, the Yanks and Red Sox, our beloved Red Sox, they're part of the mix. You either want to be in the game or you don't. It sounds sad to say, but that's the bottom line. Salaries are not coming down, all right? They they haven't come down in 35 years. They haven't come down since I've been alive, basically, all right? So 49 years. They have not <clears throat> come down, and they're not going to come down. So you either get in the game or... Or get out, meaning you either pay Aaron Judge thirty million dollars over ten years, three hundred million, or you're not going to have him. Simple as that. Red Sox, Bogarts. Now, I'm not saying these teams should, but he's going to get a ten-year contract. You wait, eight-year contract, twenty-five million dollars. You either pay him, or, or you know, you don't want these players on your team anymore. It's as simple as that. DeGrom with the Mets. You know, I know you have an owner that's got a bottomless pocket there, but somewhere along the line, you got to say stop because he has a lot of pending free agents on his team. But some bird brain is going to give 33-year-old, 34-year-old Jacob DeGrom probably a four- or five-year, $35 million contract. Um, And if it's not the Mets, then some other person will do it. Same thing with Verlander. I mean, if you want to go to the highest bidder, there'll be a highest bidder. If there's any loyalty for these teams, uh, for these players, then they'll stick. But, and I'm not going to say a team is wrong. I, you know, listen, I love Xander Bogarts, but is he a $30 million a year player? No, he's not. Hits 15 home runs. You know, he's a 300 hitter, very good defensively, but you got to hit for power. You want 30, 35 million. You know, you're talking like Bryce Harper category here. Uh, Manny Machado category, you, you have to hit for more than 10, 15 home runs. So he opted out of a contract that's going to pay him $20 million. That's what he is, though. You know, Hopefully that we'll give him $20 million and more years, but if he signs for $25, $30 million, I'm okay with it because I'm hoping they spend that money elsewhere. Same thing with Judge. Is he worth $30, $35 million? I suppose if he stays healthy. Is he worth 10 years, 30, 35 million? Nope, not doing it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't think the Yankees will either. 
Bet the Giants do. Bet the Rangers do. Bet the Dodgers do. Somebody will. Somebody will. Because there's, there's always a somebody. So that's why I say you either get in or you get out. You know, if you want to keep these good guys, then you got to pay up. If you have confidence in your ability to go find some either free agents or more importantly, draft choices that turn into, you know, uh, another uh, Justin Verlander or Aaron Judge or Xander Bogarts, then then great. So, but not too many teams can do that. Astros can. Astros are going to be good for a long time. And I got a feeling they'll re-sign Verlander. And I don't think Verlander wants to go. Why, why, why? You know, he's got all the money in his world. His wife is rich. He's rich. And I'm assuming he likes it down there in Houston. You know, they they won a couple World Series. I, I, you know, I wouldn't think he'd want to get up and start all over again. But you never know. How about the Attorney General's office in D.C. holding a press conference in an hour and a half? In their words, to make a major announcement related to the Washington Redskin Commander Potatoes. Wow. Um, and then you have the Commanders. <laughs> what a dopey organization. So who knows what this major announcement is, right? Literally, I don't, no one's been able to find out. Amazing how all these insiders, you know, all, all the great insiders, and we have a gazillion of them, and not one has been able to leak the D.C. Attorney General's office. Funny, when it comes to the NFL and all the stories, when all the agents feed them the stories, they have all the information. When they really need contacts and be able to delve and dive into something and get some information, not a peep. Not a peep on what they're going to announce today. So Washington, the commanders, releases a statement in response to that statement saying, less than three months ago, a 23-year-old player on our team was shot multiple times in broad daylight. Despite the out-of-control violent crime in D.C., today the Washington commanders learned for the first time on Twitter that D.C. Attorney General will be holding a press conference to make a major announcement. So, so now the folks, Brian Robinson, who was that player who got shot, uh, is all pissed off, saying, why are you bringing us into this? Why why, why do you have to throw us into the, the fold here? We have nothing to do with this. A commander organization. I, I tell you what, what a bunch of bird brains. Opposite pick, shots on goal, all coming up next right here at Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, yes. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils. Get set for the fastest and, more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio. Opposite picks. What are opposite picks your newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Did go just two and five last night, so we gave a little back. Everything we won on Monday, we handed right back last night, so our deficit is now back down to $3,100 if you've been a $100 player for the start of the year. All right, here we go. We got a seven-pack, a little bit of everything. Start with a little football. How about Atlanta laying two and a half at Carolina? How can you bet this game, Scott, I have you ask? Well, I answer with how can't you, right? I mean, you can't watch this game without having some money on it. Impossible. Generally don't like to play road favorites on these Thursday night games, short week and everything, but 
I will here just because Atlanta has the better quarterback and more offensive weapons. It's not a great game, but if I'm going to pick a side, you know what? Give me the team that's 4-4 four and four versus the team that's in last place. Love Atlanta here. Uh, give me Carolina plus the, uh, two and a half. Pick number two, NBA, Memphis. Uh, check that college football. Memphis laying six and a half versus Tulsa. There was a time when Tulsa was a pretty good football team, but uh, not anymore. This year, they stink. Got blasted at home last week by Tulane. Their season is all but done. Memphis, me not, we uh, needs two wins in their last three games to become bowl eligible, which is big for every program. This has to be one of them because they play at SMU and they got to figure they're going to lose that one. So you know you're going to get a good effort out of the hometown Tigers. Love Memphis here laying less than a touchdown. Uh, give me Tulsa plus the six and a half. Pick number three, college football. How about Georgia Southern uh, plus three and a half versus Louisiana Lafayette? Yeah, Georgia Southern, not a bad football team. Five and four, wins over Nebraska and James Madison. Uh, they're more than capable of at least covering the three and a half point spread, if not winning outright. You know, getting that three and a half is the key. Louisiana Lafayette has already lost twice at home. Love Georgia Southern getting three and a half. Uh, give me uh, give me Louisiana Lafayette uh, minus the uh, three and a half. Pick number four, Miami. Uh, it's a big number laying ten and a half versus Charlotte. Uh, Hornets lost last night at home to Portland. Now they have to travel to Miami to play a rested Heat team. Hornets, in fact, have lost six straight with their two losses on the road in this streak coming by 18 and 31 points. Love Miami here laying ten and a half. Uh, give me uh, give me Charlotte uh, plus the uh, ten and a half. Pick number five, New Orleans laying six and a half versus Portland. Get in on this one right now, folks. Pull over side of the road type of play. Why? Because this is the Jailblazers' third game in four nights. So what? Well, that generally means you sit your uh, somewhat injured players. Damian Lillard, Anthony Simon. I got a feeling they're not playing. I think that line is pretty much higher than it would be generally, so that that may be built into that. But uh, this is a classic, classic spot where you're going to rest your starters. So I think Portland's going to play with a bunch of reserves tonight. New Orleans, uh, you know what, uh, needs a win. Laying six and a half. Uh, New Orleans here at home. Uh, give me a Portland plus the uh, six and a half. Pick number six, hockey we go. Boston laying 160 versus Calgary. Oh, this is a no-brainer, folks. We have one of the hottest teams in the NHL versus one of the coldest. Bruins, nice 11-2 run to start the season. On fire, pardon the pun. Flames have lost six straight. Love the Bruins here. Yeah, give me Calgary plus the 140. Pick number seven, final pick, hockey. New Jersey minus 120. Uh, to win in regulation against Ottawa. Keep playing the Devils, folks. They are quietly the second hottest team in the National Hockey League. 10-1 their last 11 games. Can't lay the monster 190 normal odds, so let's play them to win in regulation. And that drops that line all the way down into the 120 area. They've won all but one of their 10 wins in regulation. Senators just 4-8, including six straight losses. Love, 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 love New Jersey tonight. Uh, give me Ottawa plus the uh, 140. Opposite picks. We got hockey. We got NBA. We got NFL. We got college football. 
Uh, NFL, Carolina plus two and a half at home against Atlanta. College football, Tulsa plus six and a half out on the road against Memphis. Louisiana Lafayette laid three and a half at home against Georgia Southern. NBA, Charlotte plus ten and a half against Miami. Portland uh, plus six and a half at New Orleans. Hockey, Calgary plus 140 against Boston. And then Ottawa uh, plus 160 actually at New Jersey uh, to win against the Devils. Opposite picks for a Thursday, November 10th. Good luck, folks. And there you go. We'll post those uh, on the uh, front page of the website, as uh, we always do. OppositePicks.com. All right, uh, let's get to our, uh, well, let's do our open parlays. Then we'll do our shots on goal, shall we? Uh, that sounds uh, good. Uh, first up, we uh, hit last night, got a little lucky. Uh, and you probably got a better number if you put it in later in the day when they revealed that the, the Greek freak was really not Greek and Chris Middleton wasn't playing for Milwaukee. They still had enough to beat OKC. So we won $43 last night. We bet $100 at Milwaukee minus 230. They win. We win 43. So now we got $143, right? The 43 we won plus the original $100 bet. Tonight we're going to go New Jersey Devils. I, I do think that is the best play on the board. Devils red hot. What did I say? 10-1 and one, their last 11 games. All but one of those wins coming in regulation. You got an Ottawa team that isn't any good to begin with, and they've lost six in a row. Games in New Jersey. Wow, I, I love this play. Uh, New Jersey, minus 128 to win in regulation against Ottawa. So we got $143 and we'll win 113 Blackhawks uh, in action tonight. Uh, we go against, we have our uh, anti-Chicago Blackhawks system, right? Uh, with, uh, with these open parlays, they are taking on the LA Kings tonight. So let us put in $100 on the LA Kings at minus 275. I know that's a big number, but uh, we're going to give this a couple of more opportunities. So uh, $100 to win 36. Let me write that down. One LA Kings. Minus two, what did I say it was, 265? Um, 275, yikes. 275, risking, risk 100 to win $36. All right, and then if we hit that, then we uh, we roll that over for the next time the Blackhawks play. Uh, we also have another one, bet against San Jose and Arizona. San Jose is playing against St. Louis. Well, the Blues have lost eight in a row. Arizona's playing against the Islanders, so let's go with the uh, Islanders. We will drop this down to a half a unit. How about that? Uh, just to make it nice. What we will do is we'll do the same thing we did with the Devils. Let's go Islanders to win in regulation. We'll drop that 275 down to um, away. Uh, they got this wrong. Uh, FanDuel has it backwards, but it should be. Uh, I wonder if, uh, ooh, you know what FanDuel did? Arizona plays at the Islanders tonight, right? Islanders are minus 275 favorites, which they should be. If you bet these teams to win in regulation, the odds drop quite a bit, as we did with the Devils. Well, they screwed it up with Arizona and the Islanders. I probably shouldn't say this because I know they're listening. But call it my public service. We got a gift last night for the boys in Vegas with Brent Burns. They gave us the Islander line for the Arizona line. So if you bet the Islanders right now to win in regulation, that's the home team. Oh, it shows, uh, you know what? It shows, uh, I don't know, you know, they're, they're pretty wise. 
Be careful. All right. See, now I'm trying to be Mr. Nice Guy. Now I got to rip them. If you hit a home team, which is the Islanders, it has plus 330. But if you hit it, it does come up Arizona plus 330. If you hit the away team, which is actually Arizona, that actually pops up uh, the Islanders. So you, you got to do it backwards. So we, we'll use the Islanders uh, to win in regulation. We'll go half a unit, 50 bucks for our purposes to win 29. We don't want to risk too much. So one uh, New York Islanders uh, minus what we say it was minus 172. And we'll use half a unit, risk 50 to win, what we say, uh, $29. Yeah, be careful with that. Uh, you know, you got double. I know this is very basic, but these guys do make mistakes a lot. All sites do. You know, if you think, well, you know what, I'm going to take a flyer and I'm going to I'm gonna grab, uh, you know, the, uh, the Islanders, uh, you know, and then you start hitting – you know, my, or you're going to grab Arizona to the away team, and, and you're thinking you're getting a 172. Okay, hit that. Then you realize you bet the Islanders, and you're laying 172. You got to – because they have it wrong. They have the Islanders listed as the road team, and the uh, Arizona Coyotes listed as the home team, and it's obviously not the case. So, all right, um, underdog parlay. We lost last night. Yeah, fudge. And I was thinking about Montreal, too, when they won. Played Washington plus 106. So our underdog open parlay, we lost. Now, remember, we took out our original $25 quarter of unit bet, so it didn't cost us anything, but um, that was leg number three. Do we have an underdog tonight that we like? Washington, uh, it's, let's check the NBA. No. Um, Philadelphia 76ers, perhaps. Portland, no. All right, let's go to uh, college football. Tulsa, Memphis, no. Georgia Southern, yeah, we, we could go that. College basketball, forget about it. Um, my Southern Illinois Saluki's in action tonight at the Oklahoma State. How about NBA? Do we have a uh, winner underdog NBA that we like? Oh, no, I mean NHL, rather. Um, could go with Buffalo against Vegas. Could take uh, Edmonton at Carolina. Could go with the Flyers against Columbus. Oh, that Columbus team just stinks. Um, Red Wings going for a sweep. I don't like that against the Rangers. San Jose blows. Nashville sucks. Yeah, you know that there really isn't. Uh, you know what? I'll take um, I'll take the the Buffalo Sabers. Why not? You know what? Um, Buffalo is not any good as a favorite, but they're, they're in a more familiar role as an underdog. I know Vegas is playing well this year, but uh, let's go uh, Buffalo uh, plus. 136. So started a new one. Buffalo plus 136 versus Vegas. Uh, Sabres at home. That's 25 to win 34. 25 to win 34. There you go. Uh, leg number one of our underdog open parlay. All right. Shots on goal. We got a bunch of them here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And we have three parlays we're going to give you. Got a lot of action. It's hockey night tonight, so let's have some fun. Let us start with Vegas and Buffalo. Riley Smith, one and a half. Is that true? That, that, that's got to be two and a half. Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking that. That's got to be two and a half. Riley Smith, two and a half, minus 145, right there on the cusp of what we're, we were willing to lay odds-wise. But we'll do it because Buffalo is one of the worst teams, fourth worst team as far as shots on goals allowed. So Riley Smith, Vegas, Jack Eichel. 
Uh, you know what? We're going to cross Eichel off the board. Actually, no, he's going to go play Buffalo. I think he's going to be all pumped up. We're going to lay it at three and a half because he's facing his former team. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin, two and a half for Buffalo. We're going to use, use him. Boston, uh, Patrice Bergeron, three and a half. We're going to use him. Taylor Hall, two and a half. We're going to use him. I'll close out the other one when we come back. Opposite Pick Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. Closing up shop. Oh, what a fast hour. Fast, fast hour. So let us zip through our shots on goal. Again, I'll post those on the hockey page of the website, OpsPicks.com. Smith and Eichel of Vegas. Darlene of Buffalo. Berger up three and a half for Boston. Taylor Hall, we're going to go back to him because he owed us. We played the other day and he lost for us, so we're going to go right back to him. Uh, Zabinajad for the Rangers. He's at three and a half, but uh, I, I like him tonight. Matthew Barzal, the Islanders, he's at two and a half. I thought about Martin Natchez for Carolina. He's been pretty solid, but uh, it's minus 155, Vig, and that's just just over the Mason-Dixon line of 150 that I like to do. I'd put him in a parlay, but we got so many other parlays, so we're just going to have to leave him out tonight. Uh, parlay number one, Brock Nelson, two and a half, minus 175. Guy averages over three. Uh, Carolina, Brent Burns, there's our boy again. He's two and a half still, but he's minus 210, so you got to parlay that. Nelson and Burns. Number two, Marchesaw, Vegas, two and a half, minus 188. You can't play that straight. Uh, with uh, our guy, Andre uh, Shreznikov, two and a half, minus 160 for Carolina. And then our third parlay, Jonathan Taze for Chicago, one and a half, minus 175. But uh, I'll take my chances. He gets two shots on goal, along with Ranger Vincent Trocek, two and a half. He's at minus 188 as well. We played him quite a bit, but they bumped out uh, Vig uh, way high. So uh, 188, you can't play that straight. The only way you can play those straight is if you just play one. If you just say, what the fudge, I'm just playing one. I'm either going to win or I'm going to lose. I'll take my chances. But uh, you play two, three, four of those, you're not going to win them all. And, and chances are you're going to lose a couple of them and you're going to get whacked. So, um, But you can put them in parlays like we do. And they all pay right around 110 to 150 to 1, 160 to 1 maybe on some of those. So Nelson Burns, parlay number one. Marchesaw, Sreznikov, parlay number two. And Taze, Trocek, parlay number three. Check the website. Check the hockey page. I'll put it there. Then I'll be on later on tonight in play sports tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time right here on Sports Grid Radio. Lisi and Stevens coming up next. Football full circle. Keep it where it is. Enjoy your day, folks.